0: Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today is the WNR 506. It's NXT Update, New Year's Evil. I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man?
1: Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Always excited to be back talking about uh NXT just... Just happened to, to actually be caught up on a particular promotion for a change at this point, but uh, you know, definitely excited because you know we have a big time year just already kicking off to be insane in wrestling. When you just talk about the amount of movement going around wrestling, so it's kind of cool to just sit back and catch up with what's been going on NXT with the breakout tournament and just the Dusty Cup getting kicked off. So it's an exciting time uh, in NXT. So I'm ready to talk about it.
0: I feel a bit sorry for NXT because it's like with everything else in the wrestling world (laughs) at this moment, NXT is probably one of the quietest things. You know, we're uh, 24 hours from Nick Nemeth debuting in TNA and of course Jack Perry showing up in New Japan, which again, we're going to try and cover when we can at different points in time. But obviously we've got five episodes to catch up on, but we have got some news first that we need to talk about Uh, and one of those... Is a very interesting thing about CM Punk because he's aiming to eventually take over WWE He was backstage at the December 12th tapings, and of course, been getting very pally with Shawn Michaels, as we've seen. And he says his long-term goal is just to see Shawn Michaels. Um, what do you think of this, buddy? Because this is—I don't understand <laughs> with Punk. It—it it seems like depends on what he wakes up. How he wakes up, what he <laughs> wants to do sometimes, but he wants to look yeah. after the younger generation now. And we did hear stories like this in AEW as well.
1: Yeah, I think it. it all right, so two things is happening. Two, th- in my opinion, it's two. This could be two possible uh, perspectives, at least depending on how you want to look at it. And I'm pretty sure, depending, this kind of also depends on how you view Punk already. I believe, but I feel like. One one view let's just get the viewpoint of people who may not like punk or may feel certain type of way about punk already. One viewpoint is he's he's uh phony and he's just talking he's just trying to say the best possible thing to make him seem like all of the, the he got a bad rap in AW and all of that. Or, you know, and he's just he's not the prick that he came off as, particularly in the uh brawl out uh post scrum and uh even if you want to count, you want to throw Wembley in there because of, we talked about Jack, you just mentioned Jack Perry, but because of Jack Perry's age, you know, you can look at that and be like, oh, he's just he's just trying to save face because we know that he, you know, hated he hated on people who were, who were younger than him or whatever, and he's just, he's being funny. Or you can look at it from the perspective of that he truly, you know, even if it took the time off to reflect, or if he was just thinking this way for certain guys like, like FTR and Brody King, some of the people that were not as tenured as him in the business long term, but he seemed to get along with like Dan Danhausen randomly. That feels really random, but they are <laughs> uh, really close, seemingly pretty close outside of the ring, even after leaving. AW. So, I mean, um, we know
0: that relationships help Houser now in AEW at the moment.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, he's he's doing awesome because of it, right? Uh but yeah, uh again though, like you can look at it from the perspective of uh you know, whatever depending on what, how you view Punk, this could be honestly just something and I and my perspective is maybe just maybe just going to NXT for that for the uh appearance, you know, the time that he spent there maybe he talked to some of those people and saw all the, the g- girls like a Corey J or a Roxy who idolized his wife and maybe talked to some of the young talent being around their youth and hearing just how many of them grew up watching him. Or some of them he may remember from fan meetings, you know, and just maybe that that just being around all of that talent made him feel like he would be perfect, a perfect person to help nurture the next generation of talent. Because I do think at the end of the day, being in a place like NXT or where your goal is to better like someone like Booker T and Shawn Michaels and what they're doing, mentoring the next generation, I think it's really awesome. I would love to hear more of the talents, the greats that we that not only grew up watching or grew up with watching. I would have I would have loved to see people that we saw way back in the day still being affecting the business in that way, kind of like what Triple H is doing now. Because whether you like Triple H or not. Or like him during his career, what he's done for so many talents since then had, you know, I, I think that is almost a bigger legacy than what he did in the ring for himself. So I I would like to think that it's just all one of those situations where he's just like, you know, maybe maybe this last time he looked at it and actually stared at his wrestling mortality. And he understands that he can't necessarily this is his last chance. He can't have a big ego about it. So maybe when you humble yourself, you look at it from the perspective that maybe that's that should that could be the way that I choose to go out. I go out, I get my final run in, I do my best with WWE, and maybe I could lead NXT. I don't necessarily know how true that is, and just think about how crazy that shit. <laughs> like, come on, think about what you thought uh, when Punk left. Think about what you thought about Punk, and you thought him and WWE stand it. And then think about how if we look at this five, ten years from now, and CM Punk is leading NXT. Like just, just, just well, imagine is, it. Like, wouldn't that be this insane? Is the thing,
0: isn't it? You know, like, and you talk about certain wrestlers in that position. It, someone like Bret Hart springs to my mind. Of like, that would have been perfect to teach right. other wrestlers how to work. And again, if his ego or something like this, but maybe Punk's just doing it because he wants to take over. So, sort in of, a couple of years, when Jack Perry joins NXT, uh, <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> Great door. how oh, right, you know. Um, who knows what again? On to you know, you, you and I know three and a half years doing
1: this, we've had weirder things happen, <laughs> you know, so. exactly. Like, that's one thing you can always, I 100% agree. Like, you know, and I've, I've noticed some people could be like a Austin or like some of the other greats who just stayed away because. It's just too painful. Or you could be like Ric Flair and never go away and always seemingly chasing that camera light thing and not take the mentor role. You feel like you can still go out there and do something physical when you don't have to. Uh, even Adam Adam Copeland has talked about and I think you kind of can see it with some of the stuff they're doing with him lately, post-Christian angle, just working with some of these younger talent. I think that's pretty awesome just being in that position passing along that knowledge because at the end of the day it's only going to make the next generation even better and that's what you do you pay it for so i I would love to think that that all of this is authentic and all the work but again you can't tell me you can't guarantee me otherwise either though you know what i'm saying like it may be people who hate punk who like oh no this is crap but like other than if you move your hatred for him aside can you guarantee me that this can't happen because, yeah. like you just said, we've seen a lot in her, him being back is stranger almost than him being a mentor of the young talent.
0: Right, uh, And you talk about people going away. And, uh, again, we've had big news this month when it comes to um, certain things. And, of course, WWE President Nick Khan let everybody know that Kevin Dunn has left the company. And he, his email read, after 40-plus years... Helping build WWE and hands down the best pro production and media unit in the entire sports and entertainment business. Kevin Dunn will be leaving the company. He, of course, he joined before WrestleMania won with Vincent Mann, and the two were hand in hand. And again, when you talk about, you know, has Vincent Mann tr- left or truly left? I believe that now with Kevin Dunn stepping away, I mean, these two works so well together, and, and you talk about the production. With WWE being well-classed, class, that is down to Kevin Dunn, you know. Uh, and, again, it's interesting to think what will happen now. And one thing I have noticed recently, um, on SmackDown even, is when the wrestlers have joined commentary and they've started to talk and the adverts cut him off. And, again, I don't know if that's because it's a different production assistant now <laughs> will going on there, uh, but it's weird to notice these little things. But, yeah, Kevin Dunn leaving the company after 40 years, It's huge news. Uh, Monty, what are your thoughts on this? Because, again, this is a guy. I never thought I'd see this day as a wrestling fan, you know?
1: (laughs) A hundred percent. It's right in line with the Vince McMahon uh, not being involved, like you you said. And I think you're a hundred percent right. This is one of those things of the last line of... You know, uh, next I don't know. I don't know if I could be wrong, and he all he's already kind of backed off of his duties. But next we'll hear about Michael Michael Hayes not being backstage or something like. You know, just it, it's a lot. That's what I feel like. Like it's insane. Like that. But like you said, that last guard of that that era uh, of just the entire Vince McMahon era and a lot of, a lot of people's lifetimes. Like you just mentioned, I wasn't even around when Kevin Dunn uh, and Vince took over before WrestleMania one. So. You know, when you look back, when you think about it, my entire life, Kevin Dunn has been doing pretty much the same thing. So, him stepping away, it makes 100% sense. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I've seen a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say, that mostly because of stories maybe other people have told about Kevin Dunn. And, you know, I know Jim Carnett used to absolutely despise uh, Kevin Dunn. And, uh, you know, whatever. And, I, and like I said, certain situations, it is what it is. I get it. But I'm not, it's not, that's not really for me to say. I will say this though, you're 100 percent right. You know, you can't you can't hate Kevin Dunn the way people do, and then at the same time, at WWE is like, oh my goodness, but production quality. Oh look at this, look at this, or oh, this is that. Now I get it. I I did I do hate sometimes when it, when they would give give us a seizure with some of the camera cuts or something <laughs> like you know some of the things in recent years have been annoying, but uh, you know, like you said, what we grew up on or just what we know as uh, wrestling or just WWE or WWL, depending on what era you grew up watching this, he was there. He was calling the shots. He was the lead guy. So you're 100% right. It's a big deal. And I think that's. I think decisions like that definitely shows you that, oh, no, this is a completely – we're in a new era. This is a new time. And you're 100% right, too, about not only the uh, commentary with the adverts and all that getting cut off, it also just been certain decisions like more promos back in gorilla. Like you know, they didn't do that as often. Now they were starting to do that towards the end of last year, I believe. When Triple H is run, you started to see a little bit more of that off and on last year, but it just seemed like in recent weeks I've seen more, more pro- more promos in different places backstage. Mm. Uh, more uh, even this uh, most recent uh, thing with Bataller, Bait and Butch. Like where they decide to do that, or doing the club stuff with Chelsea Green and Piper, and all of that being uh, uh, dealing with and them. Like there's, it's just different approaches, and I just I like that. It kind of got a lot in common with the randomness that NXT brings to the table. Sometimes
0: when you think about it, right, like you said to the promos and stuff like that. Uh, Exactly,
1: but it's different, and I don't mind it because because again, you know we. We talked about it for years of how formulaic, just coming down to the ring, opening the show with a promo, and you know what I mean. It was it got the same me a lot, so I, I welcome the new change. But at the same time, I do have to take you know hats off to Kevin Dunn, a wonderful career, doing what he did. Whether no matter what side of the fence you are, or how you like him, uh, like you said, he, he 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 did his job for a long time.
0: Yeah. Right, Uh one thing is also. Like we won't do on this podcast is we won't hinder Jinder. That is one thing we won't do. <laughs> Unlike Toby uh, Tony Khan, who is well, kind of the man. gift that gives on giving. I mean, just imagine if Vince was tweeting after WrestleMania. You know, when like Lesnar beat Taker, he's like, "You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You book thirty WrestleManias <laughs> and you tell me." Um, basically, this came down to Hook being a number of contender to smile with Joe. Uh, and people yeah. going, why? Why is he? Is he legitimate? And then WWE had the goal to make Jinder Mahal <laughs> versus Seth Rollins for the world title, which uh, Tony basically lost his shit, calling it a double standard. Um, this wasn't good, Monty. You know, we we spoke about this. Um, yeah. Why do you think Tony got so annoyed about this? You know.
1: Ah, uh, well, uh, it's a couple reasons to be honest, but I I will say this: I've seen some AEW fans try to take over the spot and be like, "Well, either is he lying or, or whatever." It's like it's not necessarily about the lie, and it's not so much about the double, like the double standard, like the fact that you're you're begging for more heat towards the other company for for a decision just because you got a couple mean comments or whatever is insane. Well, first of all, but besides that. It's just the entire, like you said, you could do something differently. Part of me thinks that at this point, sometimes Tony is just looking for that extra boost of attention. You know what I mean? And I don't think they should be. From what I understand, I know, I know people are talking about how the ratings are starting to dip or whatever, and Warner Bros. haven't outwardly gave them a TV deal, but they still get, they still get, they got three shows on, uh, on, you know, on the Warner Brothers. Ch- Only uh, channels, and they. They're they're doing really, really good, especially when you think about what they could be doing, like compared to other alternatives to WWE in America. They're they're doing really good. So I don't understand uh really the hostility or the need to have to worry about what's going on in other places. Now, I do think some people overreact and say when they say that uh he shouldn't be doing this is a bad look. as as if taking shots at the other company has never happened before. Like, come on, man, if you grew up in the Attitude Era, like the stuff you get on TV, I think the difference is is that it's on on social media. And you're replying to people who have no effect on uh, your product whatsoever or shouldn't have any effect. But obviously the little comments about your booking from random user (laughs) (laughs) 3567 bothers you to no end to where you have to say something about other people and you start a Twitter fire to where instead of putting hook over like I thought the original attention of the tweet, you end up getting gender trending worldwide. Yeah, how and can you get gender? Most over? people, <laughs> right. How did, like, come on, man. You got Jinder Mahal getting all the support. Like, you know how bad, and, and, and I 100% understood. Some people were saying, well, most WWE fans will tell you Jinder Mahal suck. So why are they? Why are you uh, defending them all of a sudden? It's just, but well, he. We can say that if you're a fan of WWE, I mean, you can say that. But if you, if you're the competition, nobody want to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? You're Tony Khan. Like book your show. Be confident. In, that's another thing. Be confident in your decision. At least silence from Triple H or whatever gives off the intention that he knows what the hell he's doing and he's whatever it is. Like even if if it don't work, it didn't work. But he tried it and he was confident in doing it. And if it do work. You know, look at me now. I'm a genius. You know what I'm saying? So, same thing with the hooks and more Joe stuff. If it ends up being good, you know people are going to, they're going to, some people are going to give you credit, whether it's too much or not. And maybe maybe the naysayers that you don't necessarily like to deal with, they're going to always say something. But that's why it's pointless for you to do that, unless you're just trying to get people's attention. And that's why I was like, (laughs) what is the purpose of these rants? Because they're starting to happen off and on a little bit too frequently, but it seems like When things die down in the news, the head cycles, here comes Tony with another rant right on time. You know what I mean? And it's like, are you doing this on purpose? Or are you just uh, uh, a raging, you know, mark for yourself or whatever? I don't understand. Well,
0: (laughs) the voice of reason, Eric Bischoff, uh, tried to criticize (laughs) more AEW booking (laughs) by Abaddon, having a total shot. And Khan's response was, no Bischoff. Not true at all. Aberdeen returned and then won a four-way match. Jinder Mahal's not won in like a year. Yeah. Um, Jinder Mahal wins this simply by replying to Khan's comment, who the fuck is Hook?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, exactly, exactly. 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 sometimes it's just better to leave things alone too in these situations. That's another thing. He's like, whether you know, I don't. I just I, my under, my only understanding is that I didn't even hear that much heat for the random booking of Hook versus Joe. I don't know where the heat came from other than his mentions. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Tony. And too, I think at this point, you should realize some people are gonna troll you or they're just gonna bother you either way. Because mostly because they know. Like I'm pretty sure some people, somebody's out there tweeting Triple H all the time. Oh, you f- you're fumbling Mercedes, even though they don't know if he's fumbled her for sure. Or you're doing this. You're not. You, you, you're not there. And I'm pretty sure that at the end of the day, as long as Triple H don't pay it any mind, none of us will even notice. But because you brought attention to it now, now I do start to wonder, why did you randomly the book <laughs> to do this Damn out of man. nowhere? Because at the end of the day, it just felt like another Tony Khan booking. Like, I, didn't, I didn't think about it, but when you bring attention to it, now everyone is starting to wonder, okay, well, hold on. Did, where did Abaddon come from before her title match? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, brought, you brought attention to it, and now you're, now we're putting a microscope on you where it wouldn't have been anything if you just left it alone.
0: Yeah, you don't shit on your own doorstep, you know, is the old expression. Exactly. Um, before we move on to NXT update, I just want to ask a question. Have you heard any good rumors recently, Monty? <laughs> <Have> you-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I heard a, a, a very, very interesting one that, uh, one hit, uh, with those, that very same word that you just asked the same question that you asked me that, uh, Montel Vontavius Porter <laughs> of the uh, MVP did tweet out and ask that very same question. And, uh, all I will say about that is uh, if you haven't been in the, in the tea leaves, look up uh, MVP and Chris Jericho's name together on uh, on Google, and it'll be pretty interesting what comes up. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> hearing about that, it was very timely. Let's just say it that way. Even though it happened years ago, it was a very nice, timely story because if there's anybody who currently, if you're just going off public opinion, um, feels like they need. The, it's just nice to hear about them getting punched in the face. It would, pro- it would probably be uh, Chris Jericho.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, let's go with that next Uplay. We start from last year, December twelfth. My word. Well, let's come on. Wow. No intrigue. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we've we've done worse. You know, like I said, we've done updates before where they've released entire rosters. So at least at least we've got that for us. Uh, Mellow and Trick... The dark days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 2.0. Right, here we go. Mello and Trick arrive to the arena. Trick gets cut off by the deadline highlights, which you never like. Uh, whilst Trick Williams was distracted by interviewers in the parking lot, Kamala Hayes headed in alone and was ambushed by a mystery assailant. Or was he? Uh, Cora Jane sauntered the women's locker room until Iveka arrived and Blair Davenport took offence. The Jade taking the spotlight. Nikita Lyons stormed out and started a brawl with Davenport. Valkyrie and Lyons sent the hills reeling. Uh, everybody needs to work on their promos here. Meta a three. Lost to Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen and Fallon Henley. With Briggs getting the win, then calling this shot for the Heritage Cup match. Tiffany Stratton, a Cheap shot Henley, but Henley saw red and brought the to the back. Tiff is so sick of Fallon. NXT showcased the eight men in the men's breakout tournament. Alexi King attacked Trey Bearhill with a steel chair. Ava announced that King would take Bearhill's place in the tournament. I mean, it works in rumbles, I suppose, Monty. So this would be no different, yeah.
1: Uh, it don't work for me because I think he, uh, since it's a tournament, he could have just every match in the tournament came out and just, did, just hit him with a chair, like just every match, like and we just both disqualified or whatever. Like I don't know, but. You know, whatever. Uh, I don't mind it because I I, I was interested to see, uh, you know, the what this what the big guy had. But honestly, uh, it makes sense for King to be here. I was, you know what? The reason why I didn't really think twice about it is because I I, I was wondering why he wasn't in it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's my pick, so I'm gonna go for Lexi King. Uh, Men's breakout tournament. Miles lost to Obafemi. You can see that relationship with Gulak has helped. Uh, Dragon Lee <laughs> called Wesley an in inspiration for his title reign and told Kenny Kincaid that he would start open challenges Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> North American Championship Dragon Lee versus Tyler Bate. Big, strong boy pushed the loot's jaw, but he couldn't keep him down. Dragon finished off with the Operation Dragon. And as you said, Monty, this was kind of Tyler Bates' send off in NXT. How do you think he did overall? Because I think he could have been a little bit better personally.
1: I I hundred percent agree, especially after knowing how much he meant to NXT UK and just how he was one of those guys. But I do I do applaud the the utility of him at times because it felt like you could plug him into anything you want. You want him to fight for the cup, he could do that style. You want him to be North American champion, he could do that style. You want him to fight for the NXT championship or at least you know try to be one of the contenders, he could do that. So I do I was very optimistic from that point of view because. You know, seeing uh, Tyler Bake used uh, at this level makes me optimistic that whenever on the main roster, they realize that he could be uh, more than just a mid card guy. He could be used in many different ways. But I will also say that since he didn't necessarily win uh, a bunch and he wasn't necessarily anywhere near, he didn't feel anywhere near as a bigger star, a big star as comparison to what he felt like in the NXT UK. I will say that that does have me a little less optimistic than I would have been if he didn't have this run at all he just showed up in the the main roster fresh from NXT UK. And the only reason why I say that is because I felt like he felt like a mid-card guy. And I don't don't think that any of us, when you think about how great he is and how great he's been for a long time, I don't think we want him to just be stifled. He has a lot of the same roadblocks that a lot of other guys have had in the past that I think... Could make him end up being there anyway. So I just, it's kind of like one of those harsh reality type of things. But maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, he could turn, you know, being, because it's Triple H, Triple H also knows how great he can be. Maybe, uh, you know, we're just at the beginning of it. So maybe about a a year from now, we can look at Tyler Bay in a completely different light. He could be more than just someone who will be in the tag division or someone who is a mid card. Type of guy, we'll just have to give it time and
0: see. One of the things I would say about Tyler Bate, and it's weird thinking about it now, especially how wrestling has changed. But Bate is great as the underdog against kind of monsters, the reason people bigger than him, as we've seen in yeah. NX UK. And I think with the talent we've got in NXT at the moment, and as we've seen, there's not that much discrepancy, <laughs> you know, in height with Bate yeah. compared to, you know, Melo and other wrestlers as such. Uh, so, hopefully, wherever. on the, the main roster, uh, stick him, just stick him against Gunther and see what happens, you know? Um, because yeah. that will be as tough as our next match, which was Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. Here we go again. You know, Hard Justice broke <laughs> the turnbuckle with Thorpe's back and then used it as a weapon, causing a DQ. The attack of Dijak continued after the bell with feast your eyes until several NXT officials broke it up. I mean, a couple of questions. How do you top a strap match? And second, can Eddie Thorpe go one week without getting the shit kicked out of him? Because it seems to happen more often than not. You know, yeah. I'm not torturing, I'm not torturing
1: it, but... Eddie Thorpe. <laughs> it's a bit unlucky. It's just it, yeah, it's a new new pastime in NXT torturing Eddie Thorpe. Uh, I'm gonna say something. I'm only joking here, guys. So don't the please don't take me seriously at all. Uh, I'm just gonna say something that reminds me, especially since Eddie is a native of a Native American lineage and Shawn Michaels is a Texan. Uh, okay. the the history is not too pretty there. Uh so I I hope Sean Michael's realized that Eddie is uh just a, a young talent. He's more than just a Native American. You don't have to put him through so much pain. They've been through enough, Sean. They've been through enough in this country, trust me. Uh but anyway, if you don't know the story of that, you know, please do your research. It's it's it's, it's pretty rough. Uh but anyway, yeah. uh besides that, <laughs> besides that, It's hard, it's really tough to make genocide jokes. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Do you um... know what? I don't try, but I'm glad you took a shot. Don't even try. (laughs) I took a shot and and
1: it's just... You've been with me for too many updates. Yeah, it's... (laughs) I'm trying, man. It's hard to be tasteful, but at the same time, you know... Yeah, anyway, we're moving on. Uh, The point is, uh, I agree with you, though. It's just crazy to me how much uh, stuff he's been through already... But I think maybe, you know, maybe uh this'll will, this'll will also be a setup for a nice uh redemption type of arc for uh, Eddie because he's just been through so much. So he has to come out on top at some point. Not even just in this die jack, just in general, if you see what I mean. He has to come out on top. But uh I agree with you. It's funny when you think about uh this angle kind of the first part of this angle ended with a strap mat. So it's fat it's funny to me, like you said, that it's a continuation of that because strap matches are usually the way that we get things done. So uh, I we'll see how they decide to one-up a strap match uh, as these episodes go on. But, yeah, man, I, I just came away from this segment looking at it once again. Like, I mean, it's, much, it's great. And I'm going to talk about how great Jack is more later, but as great as Jack is, watching him kill Eddie Thorpe at this point is almost just – it feels like – It feels mean, you know? This is wrestling. We understand what this business is, but it just feels bad, right? You're not tired of watching it?
0: It's like Wiley Wiley Coyote, isn't it? You just feel a bit (laughs) sorry for him after a
1: while. After a while, yeah. It's like, wow. Fell off a mountain
0: again, God. Anyway, we move on. Scripps offered (sighs) an unexplained proposition to Andre Chase for his money woes. Yeah, that'll work. Via Hale couldn't stop thinking about Osborne. Hale and JC James joined the student section to watch Osborne in action in the men's breakout tournament, beating Keanu Carver backstage. Hale tried to flirt with Osborne, but he needed to run to take a shower. Take that, uh, uh, Keanu James and Izzy Dame made fun of her. I want Carver versus Obafemi because I think that Thank match. you. I,
1: thank you. I was going to ask you from the Carver match, did you care anything about the guy who, the guy who ended up winning? Did you even care? <laughs> about anything about I I swear I came away from that match like wow I like Carver then then I mean he had nice shooter star press but bad, Carver is a beast <laughs> you know what, <laughs> you know what? I, I like
0: Carver but I can make you like Osborne a little bit all right I can okay okay so the last time we saw Osborne was as Josh Morrell mm. the jobber in NXT UK eh don't we like him more.
1: he said i i heard him talk and i was like okay he's reading okay nice yeah that's about it i didn't know that doesn't make me like him much more but (laughs) that's a nice shout so cool you know cool cool stuff i will say this too oh yeah at least we have some familiarity now He's not just some random student (laughs) uh i will say this too though man I was very optimistic on where they were going with JC and Thea, but man, have Thea fallen off. <laughs> she was taking people arms, and now she's in a, a school. I, I understand she's still young, so whatever. We, I guess that's what we're going with, but a schoolboy crush? Say- really? Yes. Really? Well, Come on, man. Women
0: need a man to sort their lives out, all right? So. Especially-
1: <laughs> That. Now Amazing. watch, I get less heat for my genocide joke than you get just for that one. That yeah, is <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Uh,
0: we see Lyra Valkyrie and Nikita Lyons versus Cora Jade and Blair Davenport. Uh, in the locker room, we see Lyons and Valkyra try to focus on the upcoming match, but they found Tate and Paxley have put her face all over Valkyrie's Becky Lynch picture. I quite like Paxley, and she appeared again on the barricade with a raven feather, which called a distraction that almost cost the champ the match. Blair Davenport knocked out Lyra with a knee strike, right. and Nikita Lyons pulled Davenport out of the ring. Corey Job was legal and stole the pin. Afterwards, Paxley threw out Lyons and embraced Valkyra. Uh, I like this. Again, I know we're going to see a little bit more, but I've always got space for a weird friend, even going back to like Mickey James and Trish Stratus, you
1: know. Yeah, I I I am with you. I'm interested. You know, I just uh uh it has a lot of the same uh themes to me that, that that angle had. Uh but also a lot a little creepy creepiness added to it too. So again, this is way more interesting than anything Paxley did when she was chasing around the diamond mine. Maybe she just really wants a friend and this time she's not asking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. I think uh, I think it's, it's very interesting so far. And I want to see, does this develop to a friendship? Does this go in a completely creepy? Does it continues to be creepy or gets creepier? Does it end up uh being even, you know, two knows? It can go a lot of ways from here. So I do think they're scratching the surface of something pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, speaking of interesting as well, of course, we've got the whole Trick Williams and Carmella Hayes. And we see Trick Williams in here dragging off speaking confidently about the future NXT Championship match. Ilya even saying he's proud of Trick Man. Like, that that warms my heart. <laughs> you know, you have no idea. Kamala Hayes arrived and blamed the Mad Dragon for attacking him and Trick. Dragon off question whether Melo was actually attacked or faked it. Melo tried to take the NXT title away from the Mad Dragon and accidentally hit his friend with the Championship. I mean, what are the chances? The night ended with Julian Chance. If Melo's guilty, no, he's not. Uh, NXT are playing this so well at this moment. And again, it's another segment
1: that worked. Yeah, man. Soap opera. It was very interesting. And I also was really looking forward to it. I don't be- the thing is, some I've been Melo's biggest supporter this entire time and I don't believe in one bit. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> believe in one <laughs> so that's what i that's how i knew that the storyline was getting me good because i and even if i end up being wrong I, then i like i'll be like damn they had me so good that i don't do doubt my favorite wrestler on the entire brand but it's just like now you know you might even feel a little, a little pain or guilt there even if it may even if it all made sense but uh, I'm, I'm with you man they they were doing they're doing a really good job at this point of setting things up and uh the thing was for me is when, when we get the payoff, can you go too long? But I do think, like you said, they, they, so far they're playing their cards very, very well. And it's been interesting. Uh, my only thing is that I, the only reason, the main reason why I didn't buy anything Melo said there is just because the, the, the crime didn't match who he was talking about. Anybody else? Maybe some other champion Baron Corbin, other people. Maybe you would uh, you could view that even Braun Breaker maybe, but even Braun don't really spark strike, strike me as the type to attack from behind and then just get out and not you know because again Dragonoff has been this entire time there's one thing that's been consistent about Dragonoff is when he's mad he's either gonna come straight up to your face and challenge you to a match or he's gonna hit you straight in your face and you're gonna brawl <laughs> backstage. Just not really a hidden run type of deal. So, uh, yeah, that was the only thing that kind of went against Melo's argument to me. But I do love it, and I do love kind of like like you mentioned, dragging off, showing the utmost respect for Trick, just to just to illustrate that point of Trick Williams' ascension even more because you remember that while he was chasing Melo, he had no respect for Trick at the beginning. Didn't, you know, really just want to swat Trick away. But Trick, in, not only in, that, in their feud, trick in there if you prove to Dragunov that he was worthy. And then what he's done since then has even, you know, gotten got to the point to where Dragunov feels proud. So to, to be a part of that progression, I'm I'm with you. It kind of warmed the heart. And it just made me more eager to see where are we going? How do we finish this out? Do we end up with a triple threat at stand and deliver? Do we uh it is you know the how does this continue on? Is you know, is when is this going to end? How they're gonna do it. I really hope they continue to. Uh, I really hope that the finishing matches the story to get here because it's been a fun ride so far. If you see what I'm saying? So I really hope the destination is as awesome as the ride has been.
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And we move on to December 19th. We start with Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. It's a physical throwout before Fallon Henley flipped Tiffany Stratton into a surprise pinfall. Sent the Universe beat down Henley and dumped trash onto her, which meant the feud is far from over. Melo wants Trick to make it a triple threat match and who is even even Lo Hayes didn't see who attacked him. And again, it adds another layer because you go, hang on a minute, you've just accused Leah, but you didn't actually see. Uh speaking of interrupting, Ridge Holland interrupted Dragonoff, telling him he wanted to rewrite his legacy, start with a mad dragon. Dragunov agreed to a non title match in the main event. Holland said he needed to rebuild his legacy as a main event guy due to his in ring history, including the injuries suffered as it is hands. Well, I hope nothing goes wrong. Trick was frustrated with Holland jumping in line and Mello told him to trust him. Men's Breakout Tournament, Lexi King beat Dion Lennox. Trey Bearhill arrived. We're still chair after the match, running off my pick. JC Jane and Hale versus Keanu James and Lizzie Dame. Hale caught Keanu James in the Kimura lock, but Dame big-booted her for a surprise free. Da um, agreed to defend the Heritage Cup against Josh Briggs. After angry Henry Lee stormed off, Briggs told Brooke Jensen to stay in the back next week. Stratton challenged Henry to a match at New Year's Eve where Henry would become Stratton's servant if she lost. Watching backstage, Roxanne Press promised she would not be done with James or Dame. Our A Grace taught to prodigy who slapped her. Eddie Fork challenged Dijak to an NXT Underground match next week. Hard Justice gladly agreed. NXT All-Punkers Championship, Dragon Lee versus Charlie Dempsey versus Joe Coffey. Coffee was rolling until Joe Gacy pulled him under the ring. Luke Stall and Plata Dempsey with Operation Dragon to retain. No quarter catch crew attacked the North American champ after the bell with uh, Wilde and Del Toro running to make the save. Charlie's next match is in Japan. They're sending him to um, the New Year Giant Series 2024 on January third for All Japan Pro Wrestling. William Regal made the announcement in a video posted to the account more on this in a bit. But, Monty, this is still quite big news. And Winnie Regal's first appearance since leaving AW. maybe he will be manager for Charlie because Gulak's not really cutting it.
1: Yeah, and I don't... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to Regal getting back on television or managing and him and uh, Charlie going on a massive... Uh, Aggressive heel run or something, and you know maybe he could be uh even uh you know the thing is I I I want you like you just mentioned to like you uh you you put it perfectly because as much as I don't mind what they're doing with Gula especially uh now that they're a uh, catch crew faction or whatever whatever you want to call it you know that's fine I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I just don't necessarily think Charlie necessarily has to be a part of it even you know unless they're gonna groom him to be the star immediately and it just I don't, think, I don't think he's equal to anyone in the group, you know, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I will say that uh, they definitely don't need to add Regal to that mix. So I, I agree with you. Maybe you separate Dempsey from him and then you bring Regal back and they can do a full-time thing. But this was a definitely a big deal. It just shows how much faith, not only faith that, uh, that Regal or just management has in uh Charlie Dempsey, but it shows just – the faith that they, they they believe that he would represent the brand, represent NXT in a great manner, and I just think uh, his style also sending him to Japan because he's so technically sound. At the end of the day, you know, we, Japan may be known for the big kicks, hits, strikes, and just crazy sometimes the crazy things that they do. But they, at the end of the day, their foundation is wonderful and uh, awesome technical wrestling. Though. If you're a great, you know, just like I know who's was who my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers or. The best technical wrestler in the world, if you ask me right now, he wrestles in Japan. He's Zack Sabre Jr. in my opinion. If, you know, people can argue with Brian Danielson if you want to argue that. Well, guess who's also been spending time in Japan, Brian Danielson. So again, technical wrestling works really, really well in the mm-hmm. Japanese style, and I just think that uh, Charlie Dempsey is an awesome choice from that point of view. Even if I had, originally, when I was thinking about, it, I was like, oh, okay, so who would you send? Would you send Brian Breaker? Would you send this guy? That guy? So, but no, Charlie Dillton was a perfect choice. Someone I didn't think about at the time, but he fit perfectly.
0: Well, I like And said, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, Andre chase and Scripps agreed to a match next week where chase could make his money pay back the family. If they lost, they would lose the money and OTM would get a title shot. Men's breakout tournament. Luca crucifino lost to Tavian Heights. Nikita lions squash. Tatum Paxley. In the locker room, Lions warned Valkyria that she wanted the NXT Women's Championship after she was done with Davenport. Gallus beat Hank and Tank. Korra J took back her locker room spot for Carmen Petrich, throwing her things out of the way. And then Eardragonov versus Rich Holland. Competitive back and forth match. Rich Holland with a brain buster that left the NXT champion unable to continue and had to be stretched out. Holland watched the corner, dejected, while officials told him what happened. I didn't like this in the slightest. And, and I don't know if it's because I remember Owen Hart and Droz, so I'm kind of not a fan of fake injury or stretcher. Um, but, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this? Because, again, Ridge has got a history of injuring wrestlers. And, again, I know they're ch- trying to tell a story, but it left a bad taste in my mouth.
1: Yeah, and I think from your point of view, like you haven't really liked, like, to uh, to clarify. I don't think so, that you, like, any of them if <laughs> you know what i mean any any because in recent years there have been a couple of times where not just wwe but promotions have kind of went with the uh less of uh, the you know whether it's a concussion whether it's this or that they kind of went with the injured role and you're not really a fan of any of those spots i wasn't a fan of this either mostly because i don't un- I'm, I'm late to the purpose you're right they're trying to tell a story but i just don't understand why i tell this story with this person uh because of the history and not and I, like my whole point is, I thought when you bring him back to NXT and you try to give him a, a title match and all that, I'm thinking that you, he mentioned it himself rebuilding his legacy. And I just think of course his legacy was hurt by his own injuries. I do understand that part of it, which we'll talk about in the video package that they did after it. Uh, that was another thing that I didn't like. We, we talked about that when we get to it, that I didn't like how they handled that either. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just I'm with you, man, 100. percent And Off is the worst guy to do this with because he's so damn good. <laughs> so it's like you just looking at him, Twitch and or whatever. And you look at how he's selling it, and it's like, oh my god! I about my, my wife is looking at this, and she's like, what the hell? She walked in at the wrong time. She's like, what the hell wrong with him? <laughs> so I have to kind of explain it to her that I think this is an angle or whatever, and uh, I don't know. It, again, it's just i'm 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 not usually as opposed to it depending on circumstance especially let's say someone has an injury history they they've blown out a knee or they've had a concussion in the past and then you just do a story where you tell the story and they're fine with it I don't, i'm not necessarily opposed to it but when you have something like that you're playing around with the neck he already has the stigma online like i've never really like to be honest rich holland is someone that uh in a lot of ways, not only his injuries kind of stifled him, but the stuff we obviously know the stuff with Big E, his history, I've still see people every now and then, or when Big E gives an update every few months, people just are just devastated when we think about Big E. And, and, and so we should be. And I'm not I'm not trying to say anyone should pile on. I, I don't support piling on the ridge Island holland because of that, because I know how things go. Like we talked about D and draws in the past and how it negatively affected Delo's entire rest of his career. He was depressed. He just never was the same after that one particular moment. So I'm never going to say that you need to do that. But I just don't understand how this angle, dredging up all those emotions and feelings, I don't understand what that does for him. I just don't think Even if it's
0: a delay of the trick and the match, there's better ways of going around. Exactly. It just doesn't... And
1: again, I hate it I because, again, i been...
0: well, sorry, yeah, I was about sorry. to say when an injury does happen and then people go, well, how do you know this is real or not? And as we've seen in the past right. couple of
1: weeks of WWE television. Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. When matches have been stopped. Exactly. And, you know, the stuff on just just Friday and then with Vinci who now hasn't been on TV for a couple of weeks and all of that type of stuff. You know, uh, it, it, it's tough. It's really, really tough, man. And you we hear about injuries and stuff like that all the time in the ring, and it's just, it's just real, real. In my opinion, you got you have to be really careful when you're playing around with stuff like that. And I, I just, I just don't like if I could understand the purpose of it, and I, and I would almost rather Holland's gimmick would be that he's le- not leaning into what he did to E neck. in particular, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, let's just say he's jumping people backstage and he's hurting people. It doesn't have to be like this, but to, to, to have him feeling, to have him selling that, oh my God, it happened again type of deal and frustration, it's just like, I'm no, just no, no, we don't, worker. I don't, yeah. right, that's like, exactly, like, I'm just not good at my job, <laughs> damn it. like, no, that's not a good way to kind of say, I just don't, I don't know what it does for him, like, he already has a stigma or a reputation now as not necessarily being safe from like, you, you know, I think you should want to move away from it, and then that's why I think what they did later was crazy to me because then you don't acknowledge Big E in <laughs> package. So it's like, so so you didn't want us to think that he's just a bad worker? So what's the point of this? Like, why did he have to do it in that way and in that manner? Yeah, we could again, it, I could go on forever because like I said, I'm with you. This was like the only thing where I was like, no, nah, I don't understand why we're doing it. I don't know why we're doing yeah. this this way and I don't know why we're doing it because you, you're 100% right. You could even do... Dragonov got injured, working out. Like whatever the who, who whatever you have to do, if you want to delay something, like whatever it is, you can do an easier way than this.
0: Well, more on this in a bit, but uh we'll move on with NXT December twenty-sixth. All or nothing, chase you versus OTM. Duke Hudson was rolling until Andre Chase took a blind tag and walked into the finisher of Bronco Nima, a Lucian Price. OTM and a future NXT tag team championship match. And cost Chase all his money he had won last week. Tony D and Channing stacks watched from stage because we won't want them to wrestle, of course. <laughs> uh, an OTM fellow for each other at the finish. That's nice, you know. Like there's <laughs> nothing that sets up number of contenders that, uh, like this. Anyway, Heritage Cup Noam Dar versus Josh Briggs. Briggs picked up the first full decisively. We're running clothesline in the second round. Vic Jose repeatedly highlighted Briggs working alone between rounds while Dar was surrounded by metaphor support. then he took a forward knee bar, refused to let go, even though he was almost pinned. In round four, Lash Legend had to save Dahl with a bucket that Briggs stole away. He bashed the Scottish Sniper over with it, causing a DQ. And as we know, a Dar win. But after this, I'm thinking, surely there's better people for Dar to face. <laughs> you know, who would... Who would we want? I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why they're kind of doing it, maybe with Briggs, but it's like we're going to get better opponents this coming year, surely.
1: The funniest thing about it is like Jensen, of all people, already telling you beforehand that this isn't going to be your average Heritage Cup, man, because this isn't his style. I think he said it like the week before. This is not really your style of match, Briggs. (laughs) Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it, it wasn't necessarily the most compelling thing uh, to watch, probably for the first time in the cup history. Uh, I've watched one of these things, but uh, I, you know, I, I do think that that their goal was to put over, uh, you know, Briggs here, and I do think Noam Dar did a good job with the way they constructed this match of trying to make him look like just a, a unbelievable, just like unbelievably tough to deal with. Let's just say it that way. Because, um, you know, not only did he not get a fall, you know what I mean, they couldn't even necessarily get their shenanigans to work to get a pinfall. So it just kind of, you know, he just kind of had to outsmart him there to get out of the situation. And, you know, I, I accept that because that works for Noam Dar's character. But at the same time, you're 100% right, where it's like, okay, uh, you know, I think the Heritage Cup is at its best when it's like a just a full-fledged competition. And I don't know if it just felt like uh, – Really, it, it didn't tackle what the what the cup does best, and that is just be unbelievably competitive. And, you know, you're running through a sprint with the time limit at some point. You know, uh, I think it, in this situation, I got the point, I got what they were trying to do, and you're 100% right, they're definitely trying to tell a story with Briggs here. But, uh, and I, I don't know, I think that's just where we're just what we're using it right now. But I will caution you because not to even compare this to what Mark Coffey did when he took the cup. Uh, but I would caution you that Briggs could could definitely take this card from my guy. And I don't want it to happen, but I'm just saying, don't, when you think about what no, they're no. trying to do, what they're trying to do, they're trying to yes. strap a rocket on this guy. You can tell they're giving him the clothesline from hell. Like they're trying we to to, have to some, make Briggs a thing. So we I'm, didn't I'm just saying. have some good
0: news, though. Uh, the good news right. was that Briggs, Brooks <laughs> Jensen, and Fallon Henley agreed to go a separate <laughs> way.
1: So, bye <laughs> bye, Jensen. Man. Bye bye, Jensen. You didn't for, a, a, for a second there. You didn't feel sympathy. Come on, bye when he fuck. held his hand up by itself and they left, you didn't feel like a, a, a hint of sympathy. Uh, you didn't have any pain in your heart, just like a little ping of like, oh, poor Jensen, just holding your arm up next alone.
0: Month when I announce
1: releases,
0: <laughs> that's what's gonna happen now. No,
1: come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Bro, hey, Bruce Jensen might be like Von Wagner. We might we might have a completely different perspective on Jensen by the who, end of the year, man. Who, we saw Von Wagner go for a mill? <laughs> That's We've another thing. What the hell months? happened? to Von... <laughs> Von Wagner. Did he get, did he get lost? In and, uh, did, right? Did he get lost and <laughs> all got old boy's house? Like, what the hell happened? My God.
0: What the hell happened
1: Damn. to Von Wagner? That's a great
0: point. Speaking of drama, Trick Williams told <sighs> Hayes he plans to delay his match with Leon off until the Mad Dragon is healthy. Melo told him not to delay. And i got to agree with Melo. I try, have to
1: agree with Mello, man. Yeah. Take the back. Yeah. I know, Trick.
0: Don't fall on your sword, man. Cora man, J beat really says,
1: wrestlers are dumb. And that's what Trick Williams sounded like right there, man. <laughs> he sounded really dumb.
0: Cora J. beat Carmen. Petrovic. Uh, Jay continued to stalk Petrovic after the bell, but Gigi Dolan arrived to make the save. Men's breakout tournament. Lexi King versus Riley Osborne. King was rolling until Trey Bearhill stood up from a steel chair on a ramp. Distracted him on the rope, allowing Riley Osborne to knock him down and hit a shoot star pressed to win. Fucking brilliant. No picks go. out. Yay. Well done. Hey. <laughs> NXT year end awards as well. Tag team was the Creeds. Woman was Tiffany Stratton and Eli Dragonoff was a man. You can't really argue with that. Yeah. Match of the year, Dragunoff versus Hayes for no mercy. And the moment of the year was Untaker on October 10th. Nothing really to moan about there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I think they got it right.
0: <laughs> Nathan Fraser ran his mouth again to Axiom, this time about Brom Breaker. And <laughs> wouldn't you know who heard? This led to a match where the Spear managed to catch the flash as Breaker beat Fraser. Baron Corbin watched the match closely backstage. No quarter catch clue, uh, club. No quarter-clutch clue sounds actually better. Challenge Dragon Lee, Woken <laughs> Wild, and Dragon Del Toro to a six-man tag match. Uh, Dragon and LWO agreed to the match. Electra Lopez wants to speak with Wild and Del Toro while Olavice was not interested. Now, I don't know about you, Monty, but I think Lopez mm-hmm. was more of a Santos fan than yeah. Professor Legado.
1: But I might be wrong. Yeah. I might be wrong. Well, I mean, Santos didn't bother to come back. I think that might be what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Santos totally forgot all her. about her, so, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so I think that might be what it is. He's like, no, I'm going to support y'all. At least you speak to me when you come back. <laughs> you know, Santos de- never showed up again. Yeah, that's right, that's Right, right, right. Saying. He never showed up again. Yeah, just replaced me with Zelina. Never even t- called me back. But, yeah, uh. I also want to go uh, to say too the, the other thing too, before we, before you got here about the axiom, the, the skit at the end, and he was like, you should phrase uh, it. Like you should have told me that actually like, man, i winked, I, I, I promise you I'm a, I'm gonna pop every time he gives us a mask joke. That's actually the best trait right there is a, a joke about a facial expression because you can't see his face. But yeah, uh, no, uh, I agree with you about the thing. When initially, I was like, why are you so happy to see them? We're, you know, you're supposed to be Santos's. But, no, I thought I think the logic is um, he forgot about me, never cared. So he didn't, obviously didn't care much about me. So I'm going to talk to the people who do. <laughs> yeah, fuck him.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ariana Grace tried to convince Ava to put Roxanne Perez in anger management. Instead, said Ava booked her against a project next week. Uh, and an interview together by Sarah Schreiber, Live Valkyra, and Blair Devonport gave their final words for New Year's Evil. Men's Breakout Tournament semi: over Femi versus Tavian Heights, and Tavian Heights showed that he could match the power of Femi, However, he still fell when Femi blasted him with an elevated power bomb. Joe Gacy beat Joe Coffey in a battle of Joes, and NXT Underground: DiJack versus Eddie Thorpe. I don't think I've seen a wrestler get their own match type so quickly. You know, and we, and I know we we laughed at. Eddie for for <laughs> early a little bit, but like, Eddie's match is underground now. You know, right?
1: It's who would have really- thought when when they when uh Raw Underground happened? Did you when that when it ended? Did you ever think you would see it again? <laughs> and now it's a complete match type for one character all together on NXT. Like who would have thought about it Like I, I like it wasn't something that was a hit, but now it's a thing, right? Isn't it? Like I thought I thought we agreed that it failed, but Hey, Eddie Thorpe is figuring out something because uh this was this was, I mean, come on, man. At, at this point, Dijack, bro. Like, we gotta have a conversation about Dijack. And it gotta be deeper than the fact that we know he's gonna lose. Dijak is fucking awesome, dog. <laughs> like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I know he may not, he's not gonna win, but he makes every time he every time he's out there fighting somebody, man. He makes it a hell of a good time. Like, that's the one thing I'll say. Even if I don't I, – I hate the fact – at this point, he's so good at giving a great performance that I'm starting to just – I'm starting to want him to just win all the time now. I want him to – like, I'm he's going to make me root for him. Just And I know it won't work because he's Dijak, but, that, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> he's awesome, dog. Like, But just –
0: I'm playing a bit of Saints Row at the moment. I know people are going, why are you playing Saints Row? It's a shit game. But I've decided to make my character based off Die Jack, And literally, <laughs> I'm running around with, like, a big leather coat, sunglasses, just a beard, and <laughs> you to, there's something about him. That is just like Terminator yeah. of, yes, right. he gets beaten all the time, but he keeps <laughs> going. you got to give credit. You know, you got to give credit it,
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's dedication. Like, it's been other people. Like, for example, uh, not this current run, because I do, like – this in it, I do like NXT Baron Corbin is almost a different guy. It seems like he's just comfortable. But main roster Baron Corbin, we knew he was gonna lose, but you know, it got four on your leg. it got blend, it was the same almost every time. This with Dijak, Dijak is the most entertaining guy that we know to finish, which is gonna be we know to finish already pretty much most of the time. <laughs> But man, it's getting there. Going to be funny. Like it's just going to be a great time, dog. Like, do you know? I want. I want to see him versus Gunter. I know they're both healed, but Diamond oh, and Gunter. Man, oh be, my
0: god! Yeah, that would be saying oh, incredible. I mean, again, it's like no surprise, but you know what's going to happen. It's even like in this match where you're just thinking, what can these two do after this trap, And they pull out, like that again, <laughs> just beating the absolute piss at each other. Uh, well, so we, what was it? It, it's crazy. Um, Manifest Destiny, third Manifest Destiny through an announce <laughs> through table. the table. Yeah, and it's like, follow that. Oh, we did. <laughs> uh, the show ended with Trick Williams and the Dragon off-signing the contract for the match at New Year's Evil. The Mad Dragon was wearing a net brace but removed it before the signing. Uh, so I suppose that's saying we're definitely getting that match now, which uh, is a good thing.
1: Yeah, same bit. Yes, guaranteed.
0: One of the things not not guaranteed, though, was I'll be able to watch New Year's Evil, which was the next show. Because WWE uh, uh, was, I say WWE, TNT Sports have axed NXT. So it's no longer on TNT Sports in the UK. I pay a subscription for it every month, and now I can't watch NXT, you know. So, um,. Uh, it said to me, though, and I've got it here. So do Did not they even give you
1: guys this. a warning that they were dropping? I got an email. did <laughs> get an email. Okay, got gotcha. It gotcha, said, okay. Dear
0: James, what the fuck are you and Monty talking about on the podcast? No, it didn't. It, it said, <laughs> we, 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 want, we want to notify you that you're able to watch NXT weekly programming live on the network exclusively in your area beginning 1 a.m. GMT. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't subscribed to the network, um, no action is needed. If you haven't, please click here. Why send me the email if I haven't subscribed? <laughs> Again, I'm not going to argue. Not going to argue. So then <sighs> I go to sit down as I do on a Wednesday to watch NXT. All of a sudden, no NXT, no sign of it whatsoever. So what do I do, Monty? I send a very strongly worded email to WWE, you know, let's not forget WWE Network. And I put, hello, my name is James Rowlands. I thought you'd like that because that's what I usually say at the start of the show. And I was a subscriber since you first begun. I'm also a subscriber to TNT Sports <laughs> to watch Raw, SmackDown and NXT. I know you sent me an email telling me I could watch NXT exclusively live, but I have a nine to five job. Monday to Friday, so I can't watch live. Is there a repeat of the show, or will I always be a week behind? I can't see anything regarding New Year's Evil, 2024, on the network. Many thanks. Did I get response? Did I fuck? So I went on Twitter, (laughs) and I put, let's get this right, the network, Monty, hasn't tweeted this year. Right? The W network isn't (laughs) a thing anymore. Even on Twitter, or X, it doesn't exist. Right? If TNT, I the social media guy. <laughs> <Yeah>, literally. <laughs> w on TNT don't show NXT. So the only way to watch it is live, but if you work, you can't. No repeats, you know. Um, luckily I've got fans, of course. Um Simon Derek Walker said this will draw UK fans away from NXT as lose touch for it. I've been waiting all day for the network to upload on it for fuck's sake. I'm sure it will revert back to how it used to be eventually. 24 hours later, the network had New Year's Evil 2024. And I can say seven days later, not only was available live, but it was available to watch straight afterwards on demand. So, Monty, I've still got some pull. So, people from the UK listening who watch NXT, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. fair. I mean, see, what a, see what a nice tweet or a strongly worded email will get you. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. We didn't get it and
0: I'll sort it out for everybody, you know. So, uh what can we say? I mean, I'm sure you don't struggle. Have you had the, I mean, you just ride the cock with ease, don't you?
1: Yeah, okay. I wouldn't say that. Peacock sucks in its own way. <laughs> it sucks <laughs> in its own way. Uh, trust me, uh, especially when things are live. Uh, but yeah, I, I just so far until it switches over to the CW, it's still on USA for now. So I just use my uh, my uh, YouTube TV, which is basically my cable provider, and I just kind of been DVRing them. So I've been keep my my situation is still stable. I also when when it does switch over to the CW, I should be able to still be able to record them from there. So, yeah, I I didn't run into many many issues, but uh, I do think it's very inter- interesting, uh, because it's just like okay, well, how first of all, do you are you guys never gonna have to worry about peacock? <laughs> I always I thought, why did I always think. <laughs> That this would, that the WWE Network would be alive overseas, uh, like for like you know not long. Like I didn't think I thought they were you know they they were doing that to hold them over for the transition, and then eventually everyone would have to use Peacock. But no, it they've seems like This is only an American They, they have thing,
0: literally so. yeah they, they've forgotten about the network. They don't even bother tweeting. Wow, we don't get anything new. We don't get any documentaries. No, it's the only babies. thing we got recently. You still haven't seen there. Cody doc, huh? No, still not seen that. Don't get me started. We had This Is Awesome with Matt Camp talking about wrestling okay. toys. And I was like, do you know what? I haven't watched the network non-wrestling-wise for so long. Let's give this a go. Those are talking heads. Matt Cardona and Brian Myers on the show, rightly used. Was, you can't talk about wrestling figures without those two guys. It was a really funny moment with Dom... Or, you know, as you want to know, Dominic Mysterio, or Tom and Nick, saying Tom that he, Nick, never got, yeah. he never got toys because he has a bad dad. Forget me, about yeah. that. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, But I was thinking about this, in of course, I'm a huge fan. Is there a wrestling toy that you can remember, Monty, as being like, oh, my God? Because I always remember as a kid, never having them, but you like the brawling buddies, and I remember seeing yeah. of a friend who had like Hulk Hogan Warrior in the collection. Never give me one to wrestle with. You know, but I always wanted one <laughs> as a kid, but I was always jealous, you know?
1: Yeah. I I was the kid, I had too many. I had copies. <laughs> I didn't complain though. I had a friend who used to be kind of similar to me, but he would complain. He would be like, Oh man, I got a I got a blue Ray Mysterio and a white one. I already got Raven Mysterio. I'm like, all right, well give me the blue one then. I just added. I have, now I have like now I have red, gold, white, black. <laughs> I have, like four or five different Ray mysterio figures. Like I had too many. I had plenty of them. I should have collected them, right? Because right now they're at my grandmother's house, just sitting in a a huge chest of just and they're just un, they're unboxed because I play with them all the time. Same thing with my replica ring, ring that I used to have. I regret that I didn't collect more of of the figures. Uh, and belts, and championship belts at the time. But, uh, yeah, I had a lot of them, but I did, I, the specific ones, I didn't care because I was a sport. I lived with my grandparents. I was very spoiled. So they didn't really look at the what they were. <laughs> they just <laughs> bought – they, oh, this is another wrestling toy. Because what my grandparents tell me is if you give me something to watch on television, whether it was a cartoon or wrestling or whatever it was, or if you give me a video game or if you give me a toy – I was the type of kid that I would be quiet and I would just be playing, doing my thing. So as you can see, so I wouldn't annoy him. As, now that I have a child, I get it. He <laughs> just throws something in front of me. I just want to tell you guys, my daughter does not seem to be that way. She don't care. She just, She's active. She's everywhere. Maybe when she gets older, she, she will be able to just occupy time by herself. But yeah, I was a very imaginative kid. So I could just sit down and just play with my random figures. But yeah, no. I, I used to just have a lot of them. That's the only thing I remember. I just remember having a lot, like three Booker T's, you know, different eras, different rocks. You know, I was I was spoiled, very, very spoiled. I never complained but, uh, when even, it comes to the toy.
0: I say, if we, even if I had like Duplicate red Mysterio, we would have just like painted a little bit red and made it Ultimate Dragon or something like that. You know, like yeah, exactly. Like you it. had,
1: you can find uses. <laughs> like, come on, man, yeah. exactly. I mean, exactly. I had a couple so, of Stone yeah. Colds
0: that I turned into, like, the Harris Brothers.
1: You know, right, that right. No, that. definitely. That, that's a great reference right there, man, in terms of the Harris Brothers or, like, uh, you know, you, you, you can, uh, I had a Goldberg toy with a tattoo kind of rubbed off. of like, oh, you know, Stone Cold versus Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, man, you can have fun with it. It, it. You just had to be creative at the time. Like, depending on, it, and I think a lot of it has to do with your imagination and just how grateful you were when it came to stuff like that. But I had a lot of them, man. And uh, I'm trying to think of what would be my favorite. Uh, I know my, my uncle would get got mad at me one time because he had this very, very, he had these, they were very jacked, but they were also, like, collectives. He yeah, had Undertaker and Kane, and, uh, I somehow messed up the mask that would come off of that replica King mask, and he was very, very mad about me messing that one up. I do remember that vividly, but yeah, man, I I, I love my toys, man. I still have a lot of them, so I would love. I, I know. I wonder what should I do with all of those I'll unboxed be figures, worth money. Man. But by a yeah. clear
0: case. And get them standing up and on display somewhere. Like, honestly, right. Like, that's probably if, what I should do. Yeah. If I had room, I would do it. My my biggest expenditure recently when it came to toys was to make sure that I had like elite versions of NXUK champions. And that's something I've got, which is kind of like bagged and boarded and put away. You know, like that's, that's what I wanted. And, you know, but it's very expensive. Right. So if anybody even collects it now... Yeah. You know, even Lucy's, as I know, will go for uh, a little bit of money. So, you know, if you want to get rid of money, just give them to me for free. But, again, who knows? You know, like, who knows what a future holds. Uh, we'll move on from Toys, and we're going to talk about New Year's Evil, January 3rd. Might be 24 hours late that like I was watching, but just like old, old times, it was on the network. So it was 1 hour 37, the course, so I get picture in picture. And unlike Dynamite or Triller, no ad breaks in between. Vic Joseph announced the first 30 minutes for commercial free, so that helped as well. So let's find out what happened. We get an opening promo telling us all the matches in NXT NXT Women's title on the line, Blair Davenport versus La Valkyra. For those paying attention, Blair won this opportunity at deadline. Valkyra was too fast for Blair, escaping the strikes for the challenge. Valkyra took her down with a confident roundhouse kick and cross-legged Samoan driver to win Afterwards, though, the vice ran out to cash in a breakout contract for a total shot, but Tate and Paxley made a save. Lopez got involved, but Paxley and Valkyrie sent them running. Uh, thoughts on this? I thought both women were both very technically sound, you know, and I love the fact yeah. that they mentioned being in NXT UK but not actually fighting, uh, facing off, if you know what I mean. Right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah, no, it was a nice video package, too, the week before, kind of breaking down how... You know, Blair's been all over the world. Same thing with Lyra, and they just never really crossed paths before, even in n a t u k UK, because of a knee injury uh, to Lyra. But you know, it just it, it's crazy how that turned out. But yeah, man, I'm with you. It was really, really cool to uh, watch these two people that I kind of, uh, you know, Lyra, who's just been kind of on a, she's definitely on the high on the trajectory upwards in my mind because I just. Not that I didn't like her in the little time, like you mentioned, uh, when we watched the NXT UK, it's just, she wasn't really that necessarily, she was not allowed to necessarily be there long enough for me to kind of gauge how I felt, but I've definitely, she's definitely won me over, you know, with her, her run and her recent feuds. And I think the same thing going on with Blair, uh, even though I was always a big fan of Blair, uh, even when she was traveling around the world. So, uh, to see them actually get in the ring, you would, you just you you don't necessarily you never know how the chemistry would look or how the first time they encountered each other looking like you said. I thought they did a really good job, especially technically. I think that it was a giant stomp from Blair at one point in this match where I think Lyra just face planted. I've never seen a stomp <laughs> so like that. well. like I was worried for a second there, but she was fine. She. She continued on, but, uh, but man, they were they worked pretty good together. And I think for that to be their first time, they actually seemed pretty comfortable. So I, I would love to see what that match could turn into with, uh, with more behind it, more heat behind it, and just more in general going on uh, from the angle standpoint. But I'm pretty sure right for now, Blair uh, is going to be out of the way. But I think this should at least show everyone that she is in that picture. And I just hope they continue to understand that she belongs at the top of the division. When you think about basically all the new faces, everything that we see going on in the women's division in NXT, Blair is definitely uh, top tier up there right around Lyra Valkyrie. And I think this match kind of showed it.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And I think Lyra also delivering like a champion as well. So that's good. News to the Women's division. Kenny Kincaid with breaking news. Ilya is injured. Trick. Doesn't get his title match. Well, a bummer. Um, Latino World Order versus No Quarter Catch Crew. With Dragon Lee, unfortunately, stuck in Mexico due to visa issues. Carlito yeah. was revealed as Dragon's replacement. And they ran over the No Quarter <laughs> Catch Crew. Carlito hit Damon Kemp with a backstabber. Then cruised it the connected to fi- uh, for a 540 splash to win. Ooh. But the most impressive thing, I think, Oakland World literally flying. What a yeah. dive that was. I mean, I can't remember from my memory a dive like that. I'm sure it will. But, my God,
1: the yeah. distance. <laughs> you know? It, I know it was early in the year, but that was definitely – it's already like a candidate for like one of the spots <laughs> of the year, just the the way he was catapulted. I don't know. Maybe they practiced that move with Dragon Lee, but he, now you got Carlito there, and Carlito's so strong now. So, he just <laughs> – you know what I mean? Then he quit <laughs> – Way for he almost overshot the shot the uh, the crew that needed to catch him. He almost went a little too far and high. But it was a it was an amazing spot. Uh and I just think I think what you just I I don't know if you noticed this, but I notice it from time to time with certain people and I think the LWO or Legato or whatever, I guess we're just going to call them LWO for now. Cruz and um, Joaquin, completely different guys uh, on NXT than what they feel like on the main (laughs) roster, or at least what they've been given time to be on the main roster, because I think after this, they actually had a pretty solid match on the most recent episode with uh, uh, the other LWO, the Legano LWO, basically, uh, or... Uh, Angel and uh, Umberto. So, with given time, I think you can see now maybe Triple H was paying attention and saw just what they're capable of as a team. We've seen it in their run, uh, as Legato del Fantasma, just how solid and really, really good that they are. You know, uh, Joaquin did another dive where he, he landed on his damn head and he just popped right up like nothing happened. So, yeah, man, this is this is really a good way to, to uh, well not kick things off, but it was a great way to just kind of keep the show's energy high and going. And I also want to say this, man, can you tell the difference when somebody who has a name or just somebody with some star power when they show up in NXT? That place was insane for Carlito, man. It was they was really happy to see him, man. And I think uh, you can just tell the difference. Not no shot to anybody else, but the people who are trying to build a name. You can tell the difference when you already have a name and you show up in NXT. I think we've noticed that with a lot of these uh appearances over the last six or seven months.
0: Oh, I say Carlito's not been that over for twenty years, has he? So you know, it's a
1: bit <laughs> Yeah, it's the same, man. They were really happy to see Carlito. Uh
0: Drew Gulak was not happy with his group after the match. Carlito spit <laughs> Apple in his face. Uh, Charlie Dempsey was not willing to no quarter catch through because he was in Japan. He faced uh Nakajima for the Triple Crown Championship on January 3rd. Weirdly enough, David Hart Smith was in the match before the main event of this. We're going to jump to All Japan Pro Wrestling and see David Hart Smith and go, bloody hell, that's lost potential. But Dempsey had fans. It was in a smaller arena, like a New Japan gym. But uh, I quite liked the commentary. Even though I understood no word, it was all right. And the lighting was very good. Dempsey probably showed more in this match than he has in this NXT run. Do you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the other fella was a right and retained, but there was a cattle mutation, a crab pin. All in all, his performance was kind of great, really, wasn't it? You know, I mean, what were your thoughts, Monty?
1: Yeah, man, Uh, you know, uh, it was an incredible performance. Like you mentioned, uh, Nakajima, the other guy, the champion, he's the mad wolf, you know, Uh, he has a lot of nicknames the darker sass and i think he's like the supernova uh, he's wrestled <laughs> he's wrestling everywhere in uh in uh new japan i mean I, in japan he wrestled in new japan for a time wrestling in, in anoki uh in the anoki's federation that has nothing to do with new japan uh, zero one mishinoku pro so he's been everywhere man nakajima has a name uh he was really really young uh, when a lot of his wrestling that he's done around the world so he was like a prodigy i guess the best way to kind of uh, tell it so. I think it was kind of cool to me after the match to kind of hear uh, Nakajima talk about you know looking forward to just working with people like Dempsey or just working forward to just working with a Dempsey again in the future. So you know, not only does that sound good when you think about the just the partnership of just all Japan and WWE in general, but it just shows you that he was once in Dempsey's shoes of kind of being a young guy earning his respect, fighting uh, established guys, and I think. You know, that's what he's been doing uh, now. But, you know, uh, he, he's he been a freelancer for a while, you know. Uh, so uh, he used to use a big name in Noah. And I just I just want to point out and give him the credit because I because I want to point out or give uh, uh, a nice background because I want you to understand that he's a bad guy right now. And especially in all of Japan, he's walking around doing a Noki's tunt. You know, that's New Japan's patriarch. You know, uh, All Japan was not was, was started, but uh, not by he. They, they're kind of like the antipodes, the, the 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 opposite. You know, if you want to say A-W-W-E or you want to even be more topical, even though they're before WCW, you know, you want to say you know you can go all the way back to that uh, because you know they're they were created by Giant Baba, which is when Anoki uh, and Giant Baba kind of split off uh, from uh, New Japan. Giant Baba started All Japan, and Anoki went on to be the uh leader of New Japan. So doing a Nochi a donkey's gimmick in front of those fans, no matter how big the arenas is, even though you know all Japan is nowhere near what they used to be. Uh it does trust me, he pisses those people off to no end uh <laughs> right now as their champion. So the night before it was a preview tag and Dempsey I saw the internet, I saw people who are who are uh, Japanese for professional wrestling fans talking about who is this Dempsey kid and you know and whatever they didn't really know who he was all the fans are silent they don't care about him but that really wasn't what what it was he's just unfamiliar but after watching him in the preview tag which he shocked a lot of people by pinning nakajima in the preview tag because usually that doesn't happen even if you are fighting for the belt uh to see them actually go out there work a competitive title match for the top prize in all japan and to hear that crowd like you mentioned throughout the match start rooting for Dempsey and cheering for Dempsey, you know, and you know, like, I know Dempsey's not, we're fighting, you know, he's not Osprey. He's not fighting a flashy style. He's not doing something to win those people over other than going in there. And like you said, counter mutilation, just te- doing technical wrestling effortlessly as we've come to know from Charlie Dempsey. And I a hundred percent agree with you. This is, this was the best we've seen from Dempsey, since uh, you know may, maybe in general, because even in NXT UK, even though he had great performances there, they they you you know he was really just scratching the surface of what he was uh, what he was trying to do something. He was really just getting started when they pulled the plug from NXT UK. So when you think about what he's done so far in NXT, he felt like a, a, he he showed everyone what he can do in a big time match in the main event, and he earned a lot of people around uh, some uh, world we're, we're not only worldwide fans but. Worldwide talent really came away from that match with more respect. And I just think at the end of the day, for someone young like Dempsey and someone who's trying to establish himself in the WWE system, this could do wonders for Dempsey's confidence. And I just hope that the booking when he returns reflect a lot of that goodwill that I heard coming from people's reviews of the match and just watching Charlie Dempsey. Because I see a lot of people who are not fans of WWE know he's Regal's son, and they kind of re had that same reaction me and you had when we first watched him wrestle. You know, because we're like, oh my goodness. Like, look at that Regal like, Oh my God, he's just naturally talented. Like, damn, I definitely can see his father in him. You know, and I saw I saw some people saying, What why why haven't I seen more of him from WWE? Like, you see what I'm saying? Now he got people who don't necessarily watch looking for more of him. So I just feel like that that was kind of validating for me, cause it's like. Well, see, look, I had that same impression of him, too. Like, he's he's awesome, right? You just got to see more of him. And I hope that NXT gets that message from sending him. Also, I hope that was the motivation behind it, that they, don't, they want 2024 to be a big year for Dempsey, because I think me and you both know he has what it takes, man, especially in between the ropes. Maybe he does need to develop some promos and all that, but a guy like Dempsey, I don't even think he needs that, man. I think he just needs to go in there and beat some people up, you know, and just focus more on that, on what, what? he can do in the ring, because that's his strong suit.
0: Yeah, it's what we talked about earlier as well. If he got regal there, long as it's not a right. clone of what his dad was, but if he does his talking for him, then I think it will work. I think it's less of a Ted DiBiase situation than it is anything else. You know, like right. Compare it to where you just like, you know. I think there's there's enough going on there. It would be interesting. Anyway, back yeah. to NXT uh, and Grayson Waller mocked Trick Williams backstage until Kamala Hayes announced that Trick would fight him with his NXT Championship shot on the line. Trick was not happy. What a unless. great best friend! <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. Roxanne Perez beat Ariana Grace. Afterwards, Grace kept golden in Perez until she attacked her. The producer refused to let up, and the referee decided to reverse the pin position, awarding Grace at the win. Good stuff all round. I hate Grace that. celebrating. I lo-
1: <laughs> on. No, I love the angle, but I just hate the reverse decision thing. Like, oh, screw you, ref. Let me get on her again, then. Grace <laughs> right, celebrated like she'd won a hard-fought match. That's the yeah. <laughs> okay. She's great. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I love that part. I just hate the ref. Like, did he stand in there with a smug? Attitude? Like, I told you to stop, it. I'm just like, man, man, shut <laughs> up. Like, I've seen worse happen. Did you not watch? <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I have a problem with that is that, come on, man. Like, we've seen worse happen after matches. Like, they, they, they ruined the WWE historian in me. Like, I watched I watch a last-man-standing match, uh, Ian, where I think Stone Cold or Triple H dropped the uh, – the, did he drop – Triple H just coughed from a level or something? Like, I know that was a different era, but, like, come on, man. I've seen matches end in some crazy ways. They didn't reverse the decision of the last man standing, Matt.
0: <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, another thing I noticed is Ava has some interesting tattoos. That's all I'm going to say about that, just some interesting choices. She is now Sean's assistant. I wonder why. Uh, she announced the return of the dusty classic. Nikita Lyons wants Blair Davenport. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Wesley Blake, former NXT tag champ, that broke them up fighting, which, again, some people go up, some people go down, you know? No shout. Uh, <laughs> 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 Servant or farmhand, Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Will they beat the piss out of each other throughout this personal fight? Sent the universe, Charlie to use the steel chair. After referee pulled it away, Henley versus Stratton, with we a run in the to win. And i tell you saying women delivered on the show and I can't wait to see Tiff milk a cow. Not like that you <laughs> Uh But again, yeah. the
1: woman coming through again on NXT. No, I, I love this entire thing for Fallon. I think this is a great way, a great use of Tiffany because we talked about this before with her status in the women's division. Basically, like I mentioned with Blair showing that she's championship or at least in that championship conversation we know that Stratton is also, even though she lost it to Becky, we know that she felt like she was leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. So what what do you do when you have someone booked to that level? Is you, you use her in a situation like this to bring a Fallon Henley along, or at least up closer to her level? Or at least, you know she's been there twice now. So you know even with the uh, the thing, and then the fact that Tiffany even needed tried to need a chair for the situation also put over Fallon Henley as a competitor. So yeah, man, I'm with you. I really like what the uh, ladies did here. Even, uh, by the way, Tiffany's just so naturally gifted. Like she slipped on her moonsault and still landed on her feet and ended up being perfectly healthy. It was just like, wow. It's was like, she just, some, some people have it all. When you look at, when you think about, uh, just athleticism and talent in the ring, uh, along with the rest of it. But yeah, man, uh, I, I was definitely all for this. I did think though about this this entire stipulation, besides the farmhand part. It did maybe I chuckled to myself because I was like, I wonder if James is gonna uh, James notice that once again, us Americans yeah, just sure. cannot cannot <laughs> book without doing some service. We just got to oh, have a serving yeah. angle in American wrestling. Yeah. I'm just
0: glad it features these two and not like Lash Legends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't even, don't even go that. there. Yeah. <laughs> don't no, even no, go
1: no, there. <laughs> um,
0: Baron Corbin convinced Brom Breaker the team with him in the men's Dusty Classic. Do you, do you know as well, I, I completely forgot, Baron Corbin was in the first Dusty Classic as well. And when Vic said... It was it was a guy Whew. who was a spear. I couldn't think. Did you know Monty when he said it? Because it took me ages. I'm still
1: stumped, to be honest. Yeah, because he said spear.
0: If if he'd have said Gore, I would have got it. Oh yeah, but yeah. yeah. I would have been like, when did when was Rhino in NXT? But apparently, yeah. Again, he did for a short time there, I believe. Yeah. The crazy thing is, I reviewed it. So I must have watched <laughs> it at some
1: point. You yeah,
0: had to see it, Jay. Yeah, like, it's crazy. <laughs> I've seen all the Dusties. Uh, Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade got into it in the locker room, agreed to a match next week. Rich Holland talked about his history with injuries. He explained that he came to NXT to show who he is. Now, Monty, I know we got a, a lot of problems of going, like, but I just dropped him. It's a lot like other mice of men, of I crushed the, you know, <laughs> I didn't mean to hold to right. tight. Right. But for me, as well, I just don't see Ridge having any personality or it factor. I mean, prove me wrong, Ridge.
1: No, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. He looks good. I think yeah, the look right. and, like, the size and, you know, even even if of the wrestling, even though I haven't seen a lot of it, I think the Smash Mouth style. You know what? The, the problem I have with it, too, from that perspective, or at least potential perspective, is, he almost feel like the, the way you give him personality. The problem is, I guess we have a lot of guy. We we've already done this LeBron Breaker. I think that's kind of the problem. But yeah, I, he almost would fare better if he had no remorse. and no, You know what I mean? Just, because he doesn't have the biggest uh, personality that it almost would help him if he was just a killer from the perspective. If you see what I'm trying to say, maybe that would have that could work. But again, I already mentioned earlier, my problem with this entire segment. I was definitely, I, I'm sympathetic, especially when I, cause I knew he hurt, I knew he hurt himself bad on the leg injury, but they didn't have to show me a picture. I didn't need to see it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't need to see the picture. Uh, and they brought up his kids and all of that. And I just was like, don't go down the timeline, but then bring up him breaking, busting his nose. Like we haven't seen or heard, heard worse than that, but then you won't, you're just going to just kind of skate over, What happened to E It's just like, okay, you know, again, I thought the whole point of this was kind of acknowledging it so we can put it behind us, even though I don't think we ever should have had to bring it up in the first place. I thought that's the whole point of this angle, but now I'm just trying to figure out, all right, is Ilya really hurt and they just needed to put it off because of that. And if Ilya is really hurt, why couldn't we just say he, you know, he's really hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like I just had so many issues come when I, the more I thought about it from watching this promo and again, my only question, is, and you can tell me this, Jane. Like I, I agree with your opinion so far. So far in his run, he hasn't shown me much on a, from a character standpoint that I can give you, other than the fact that he has a uh, a nice or a pretty good look. But what what does this do for for Ridge to you? Do you think Do you think people are gonna cheer for him now? You know, because do, I don't think this is gonna work in the same way it worked for Von Wagner. They're not going to give a fuck And about then it him. doesn't make people hate them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, people are usually pretty yeah. indifferent about them, or they don't like them because of what happened with E. So it's you, like... You do the hill... What do you get?
0: Yeah, you do the hill of not caring and actually trying to end people's careers. Start to hurt people. That's, people. that's the only direction I
1: think you can get from
0: this. Because rough. the other way is just... <laughs> like he said, it's just sloppiness. And, and I'm sorry, but I've never... faced with fire and, you know, sloppy's not right. one of them. Been thumbs exactly. So Exactly. It, it's
1: and then and you it can't give me the the kid angle because we got yeah. Dragon off of it, right? If the
0: brutes <laughs> can't get you over, if the brutes can't get you over, then it's gonna be yeah. a long. Again, I'm not saying a tag team with another big muscly dude and a and a, and a manager wouldn't work. You know, got Wagner <laughs> and him together. Well, where are you like, right you know what I mean, <laughs> like again, it's yeah. the same with Corbin and Bron, where it's like. If you're not doing it with Bron at the moment, and you're sticking with Baron, then have them be a successful tag team. You know, don't right. have it. And again, it seems with, the, uh, with his NXT UK title run ending with an injury, I didn't, weren't sure if an, in, an injury or not, and it feels like we're right. getting very similar with the Trick situation of, just give Trick the title then. Have Trick beat yeah. him at New Year's Evil, have the injury, and then you can still have... Both storylines, you know, because otherwise, exactly. Lea, if the if the end goal is stand and deliver with mellow and Trick, then is that going to be for the title, or V is going to be overshadowed by that? So, what's do you it, know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a good question.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it made me start to wonder because with the entire injury thing, and now he's got he's off, TV, he's been off TV a little while. I was like, okay, so what are we? What is the end goal here? You know, like how how long can you put this off? Before you have to pull the trigger on a mellow turn or like, again, cause you guys were playing major seeds and now we're just supposed to forget about it and move on and do other things for a while while he is away. Yeah. But it's like, you know, <laughs> Trick is still the number one contender. We got to keep that in mind. It's just, I don't know, man. I'm with you, man. It's just like, if we're, if the end goal is to get us mellow and trick then, you know, then Dragonov off could have lost the belt and we can just move on and we can go that route. And Melo can pretend to support his, his friend right now as champion or whatever. I I understand we we wouldn't want it to end that way. But it, I just felt like Dragonoff was getting – he was too involved in something. And then if this is all just angled, then I really don't understand it because you're ruining the pacing of something, that, a really hot story that we had going on. So it's just like I'm assuming something has to really be wrong. So if something really is wrong, why not pull the trigger and, like you said, and just – do it that also, way, so I don't know, we'll just have
0: if, to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, and also, if we're going to have, again, not having go here, because we know how much we love him, but if we right. are going to get Trick and Mellow, we don't want a triple threat match to ruin no. that first ever one-on-one meeting type of mm-hmm. thing. Right, so no one
1: so else needs to be there. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird yeah,
0: how they're going to do it. Anyway, men's breakout tournament final over Femi versus Riley Osborne. how? wished Osborne good luck before his match. She and Jason Jane joined Chase you, student section, cheer him on. She's a jinx. Riley did well, but for me, cut him off with pure power, winning with a pop-up, elevated
1: power bomb. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, brother. your angle is you in love with somebody, you ain't winning against that man, against against <laughs> against, against that guy. Man, yeah, did you for one that second think think like he had a chance? Like, come on, man. I couldn't believe like, beats I know I Max picked you at the like... beginning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I thought Lexi King and Oba was going to be the final. And maybe Le- – I was actually worried about Lexi because I was like, yeah, maybe they can, you know, do the do a, uh, some type of screw job on Oba. Because at the end of the day, I, I thought Oba at the very beginning when they were listing off now. I'm like, no, I remember Oba Femi. If he didn't get hurt, he probably would already be uh, up the card because he just seemed like he had a uh, night that, you know, it's just, just the explosiveness for me with Femi, man. Oba, like, Femi is just – I see the potential. I know what WWE likes, and if, if there's one thing they like, they like power, and speed, and explosivity. I mean, look at Braun. Look at look at other situations that work a dominating big guy who can do something. You know, uh, who can uh, take just knock the hell out of you. It, it's pretty easy to make that work uh, for WWE. At least they've shown that they know how to do that formula. So. Uh, you know, but again, right? I don't know. I'm not really the biggest fan of the whole love story angle. Uh, I honestly feel like I don't know how you feel. I want this is really what I wanted to get to. How do you feel like about where we go? Where we went with Chase? You? I think I know. I think we've been enough time to to look at the the entire angle. And you think about how hot it was when they won those tag titles, even if we wasn't really expecting it. How do you what do you think we like I feel like they've they've now I don't want to say dropped the ball, but
0: my interest
1: in what they've yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> my interest have gone drastically down to the ground. You know, my interest in the entire debt situation, my interest in what JC and Dia has going on has been down. It's just what well, what are we doing here? Because I felt like they were really, really hot. And now it's just like, okay, whatever, another chase you skip. It you know, moves that, like- you know, whatever.
0: It feels like Tony Khan's booking it. You know? Yeah. Like, it feels like it's gone on for too <laughs> No direction. Long, with no point. The end goal was always like Chase versus Duke Hudson. And it's not anything like We're that We're not ever. getting it now for so long. It's nothing like
1: that Like, maybe it ever. started to work too good and they wanted to, you know, drag it along a little bit more. But it's like, no, man, like. Well, come on, man. You got to pull the trigger sometimes. Like, yeah. sometimes you leave a store going so long. That, now, like, what's the point? Why do I care? Mm-hmm. So, it's true. You know, that, true. If, if I'm ever asking myself, why do I care when you're doing something? It, that's not a good sign for a wrestler.
0: Well, speaking of two tag teams I don't care about, OTM sent a warning to the family, of their title shot next week. Family talked up to support uh, Adriana Rizzo before running into Joe Gacy. We get Nathan Frazier and Axum agree to team in a Dusty Classic. I like the saying something with that someone behind him, the old foot in the mouth. I think Nathan Frazier, he did it again with uh, Anoffi and Blade. And I think you do yeah. this long enough, <laughs> it's going to be funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. I love it. I do. I agree. I love it. And just, just again, Axum is the perfect person because he has no facial expression cues. So it's all body language. So when he's literally facepalming as you continue to talk, I just I love it. I just love I love it. I agree. That's a great little gift. I didn't again. I think for some of these people, Axiom or AK or any, a lot of Nathan Frazier, guys that we love the NXT UK. Everyone almost outside of Noam M. Dragon off, in my opinion, <laughs> needed something to attach themselves to character wise. And I think NXT have been doing a pretty good job with that when it comes to uh, giving like Nathan Frazier something outside of how great he is as a wrestler. Or same thing with action. Like, he's a great wrestler, but a lot of the mask stuff is making me like him even more as a character. And I think we we mentioned this in the past about a lot of those Heritage Cup guys like A-Kid and Frazier. Like, oh, we love him in the ring, but A-Kid promos, I don't know, not that interesting. And I think Frazier putting his foot in his mouth is a nice touch to his character so far. Yeah,
0: without a doubt. Uh, speaking of Chase U just a second ago, JC Jane announced that she was taking over, planning for Chase U. You- Start repairing up Duke Hudson and Osborne for the Dusty Classic. Yeah, because why have the former tag team champions? Uh, Number one contender, Trick Williams versus Grayson Waller. Muller almost distracted Trick for the loss near the end, despite being told to stay in the back. Shawn Michaels announced a former NXT champion was very interested in this match. It was Kevin Owens who blasted Waller with a right hand. This set up Trick to hit a running knee (laughs) to win. Booker was great here as well. Tell him to kick his ass, <laughs> and then be like, "Oh, did you hear me? Did you hear me, Vic?" <laughs> but I think the main thing about this is Trick's best friend continued to try and ruin Trick's Come on, man. Quietly, without success.
1: <laughs> come on, man! Because this was this one was really tough. Like this was really hard to explain. Like not only did I ask you to stay back, down the timing of when you decided to come out. And if it wasn't for Kevin making an appearance that I wasn't expecting, then his excuse next week was was pretty stupid, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll worry about that. But, again, man, this one was just egregious. Like, I'm just like, I'm almost borderline saying, Trick, I love you, man, but you're way too trusted. <laughs> you are way too trusted at this point, man. Like, because he is – he is hating in the most – I guess it's on the slide, but it's not on the slide for anybody else. So Trick is the only one unaware of how hard his partner is hating on him at this point. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, but Melo has also been gaslighting him in other ways too, so I do give him credit for that. But, yeah, man, this was just obvious. He blatantly pretty much tried to give your he, – he not only put your contendership on the line – to <laughs> give it to Waller, he almost blatantly tried to give it to Waller. Like I don't know, man. Me and my friend would have been fighting that day. <laughs> well,
0: wait, maybe he was just misunderstood. Who knows? You know. Like... The only
1: thing making you say that is that thread of you hoping that they actually yeah, still want to tag Tyler. I'm gonna say That's it the only with his... thing you say, that. say it. They
0: mentioned it. Well, we're gonna get to it. Last episode. We we'll get, we'll get to it. We get to it. Tonight should be good because it's the start of the Dusty Classic. Uh, before that, Nikita Lyons and Blair Davenport started brawling in the parking lot before the show. Surprised neither of them got taken out and injured. Uh, but that fight continues as the show began start the match early with Blair pulling out the win. And then we see Cody Rose narrated video package on the Dusty Classic. Carmella Hayes convinced Trick Williams they should tag together in the men's tournament. You see, Monty? Because yeah. the final's gonna be Vengeance Day and the winners will be tag team champions. I said this. Maybe they're gonna do that instead. And, and, and
1: you and you know i am taking them over Stacks and, and totally <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody picking them over there. But well, hey, I'm with you, man. triple crown. I, yeah, triple triple crown mellow, two two belt trick, like all of that sounds good. <laughs> all of that sounds good. Two title trick or whatever whatever you wanna call it. But yeah, man, uh I, I didn't think about it until till, till, they, you know, and I think because of Dragunov being out of the picture, it make even more sense. My only thing is now is like, I think we might be on a crash course when it comes to Trick and Mellow uh, versus Braun and Baron Corbin. And which, uh, do you go with the established, but obviously something is going on there situation yeah. with Trick and Mello, or do you uh, go with the, makeshift WWE team that they love to book to win. We're worried about <laughs> predictions in February <laughs> already.
0: Deals. Like, we don't know what they're going to yeah, do. Like, we it's know it's going to happen.
1: Uh, that uh, definitely has to be the final, right? I, I don't see anything. Mean, yeah, even Frazier and Axiom, like, no, nah, I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, no I mean, it has well, to like be we said,
0: we've got Brunt Breaker and Baron Corbin versus Gallus. Then Axiom, Nathan Frazier versus Hank and Tank the other side, Chase you, right. which is Duke Hudson, Riley Osborne versus LWO. And uh, mm-hmm. Hayes and Trick versus Malik Blade and Edris Anofi. We started with Gallus versus Brom Breaker and Baron Corbin. And they right. struggle for tag team synergy, but still protect each other throughout. Breaker speared Wolfgang to set up Corbin for End of Days or Mark Coffey to win. Before we talk about them as a team, the Gallus or Gallus are the Brom Breaker of the tag division.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they, they've been there so long that now you're looking at it like how far have they fallen <laughs> man they definitely should be uh fighting imperium or going you know up there with pretty deadly i don't know maybe maybe they have a uh, a limit <laughs> on call-ups when it comes to tag team because so they're definitely uh ready but i don't know man they i, I kind of hate to see them use here for this but you know i once once I seen that suit they drew in the first round, oh yeah, well bye bye, gals, boys. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, we get Lara Valkyra announced that a battle royal next week will lead to a final fatal four way number of contender match, Sermon, who she would face at Vengeance Day. They've been watching Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Lola Vice and Electra Lopez interrupted and Valkyrie challenged Vice to catch in a title shot. Instead, Lopez and Vice attacked. Uh, until Tatum Paxley made the save. We get the story of Tiffany Stratton's day as a farmhand with Fallon Henley played out, and she realised that hard work that went into his upkeep. i tell you what, I know we've just mentioned uh, Paxley and Valkyrie, but I think uh, Helen Henley and Stratton are my pick for the Dusty Classic. Like I said,
1: they're bull tag teams. We love them in WWE. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I think if they ended up and I think that's probably how it's gonna work out, they probably will end up. Uh, you know, uh, you could try to say Kiana and easy, but yeah, I think that I think I would definitely go for the Tiffany and Fallon, even if they are gonna argue the entire time. And what is Fallon's look, man? She go from Kiana, who she hated and teamed with <laughs> to possibly probably gonna be matched up with Tiffany. But yeah, I'm with to I like what they do. <laughs>
0: say, After a while it says something about Henley rather than Right.
1: Um, Very bad judgment, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Josh
0: Briggs beat or Mensa NXT Tag Team Championship. The family versus OTM. The family got some help from Adriana Rizzo that took scripts out with Stax blasted Bronco outside while Tony D hit the Faganaball on Lucian Price to win. This wasn't as bad as feared, you know. And in the parking lot, Jada Parker told OTM they needed her, and the group agreed because who doesn't need two managers?
1: <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. Who don't? Who don't need it? Whatever. We'll see how it goes in that regard. Uh, I don't know what made. I don't know what what about. Uh, I mean, I guess because Rizzo made the say, you know, helped out, but you know, it was like you said, it was an even already. So, but hey, you know, we'll see how that turns out for <laughs> yeah, them. You knows? know. I do want. I do have this question. I don't know why uh, this match had to be. I don't know who thought that that, that stacks <laughs> and I don't know who thought stacks uh, <laughs> I don't know why I want to say deuce and domino. So, bad. <laughs> honestly, yeah. No, I mean... And I haven't watched wrestling. So I haven't watched them wrestling in a long time. But man, did they give me so many deuce and domino vibes? And I think Rizzo with her act with her. She leans into it further than them with the way she talks. If she brings <laughs> the skates,
0: then I'm out. You know, what
1: I'm right, <laughs> right. She leans into it worse than them. So it's like, wow. They, I didn't think they could make them any more annoying. But hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, well, man, I, I hope the dust. Whoever wins the dusty Classic. I know we were just talking about. Whoever wins it, man, we need the new thing, champs, right? The thing <laughs> is, is
0: that uh, we do year end predictions. And it is impossible. I'm saying impossible to guess who your <laughs> NXT tag team champions will be at
1: the end of the year. I just, can't. I just like. Huh? Off. <laughs> it could be anybody. Uh, whoever NXT, yeah,
0: whoever NXT anonymous called J C Jane coaching the female students to chase you or what they need to do to save the university. Cora Jade beat Gigi Dolan. Uh, and the news coming out over the weekend was that Cora Jade, it looks like she's appeared to injure herself on a house show on Friday. Yeah. The specifics are unknown. I will say not
1: off, as bad as it sounded.
0: Yeah, it didn't sound great. Um, first off, there was a picture of her on the picture of NXT on the network, and I couldn't recognize it because of the blonde highlights. It's not about that. It's about the injury. Uh, we don't know how bad it's going to be. We will find It will suck, man. She just came back. So I hope, I hope she's
1: yeah,
0: fine. she's really but bad. Yeah, it,
1: it will suck. Uh,
0: we get Dusty Classic, Nathan Frazier, and Axiom versus Hank and Tank. And Hank and Tank looked great early on, but Axiom wiped out Hank with a running knee to zap Phoenix Splash from Nathan Frazier to win.
1: What does this say like, about the established teams in the- <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm
0: saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like the tag team. Well, I love NXT as much as anything, but I cannot. See, you know, the the state of tag team divisions, you know, in oh, AEW man. or NXT, is just a disgrace. <laughs> I'm not going to lie at this moment in time. And AEW has got no excuse because they got teams. Like NXT, oh, yeah, isn't right? Anybody. They have like,
1: teams. <laughs> <laughs> they have teams.
0: They choose to put people together. Right. We played an Offy are our longest-tenured team.
1: <laughs> so that... <laughs> oh, my God. What a point. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, then you have Or uh, you have to beg someone from the main roster to <laughs> spend their time back. L.W.I. Like, need to be tomorrow. in it. Right. Because yeah, we please, <laughs> um, Brittany goodness.
0: Reese, who I thought was Fia Hale for a second, I don't want to be racist, but <laughs> hyperactive blonde women, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she joined Blade and Anofi. And then our main event was the NXT North American Championship, Dragon League versus Lexi King. King mocked Femi backstage, giving a breakout tournament winner an idea to watch the main event closely. Point: What was the point in winning when Lexi got a shot anyway? And <laughs> like the same holder of a contract managed to get that, you know? It just didn't... I just thought... Oh, well. Trey Bearhill confronted King early in his match until officials sent him to the back. And Lexi did not ready for Dragon Lee, who was impossible to stop. Luchador put him away with Destination Dragon. Obafemi headed to the ring to cash in his breakout contract and took down Dragon with an elevated power bomb. and your new North American champion, Oberfemi. Big shoes to fill for Obafemi there, Monty, and a bit of a shock to end NXT update.
1: Yeah, man, it was definitely a big shot. I do think it was it's a, it's an awesome way to, uh, to, uh, you know, kind of already put him over. I did mention that if he wasn't hurt when he initially kind of made his debut, he probably would have already been going up the car. But I do agree. This I definitely didn't necessarily think about him being fast tracked to this extent. Uh, but I don't mind it. I don't mind. Like you said, Big Shoes, the field, that championship has a, uh, a lineage behind it, you know. with Wesley with Melo, some of the other great North American champions, Keith Lee, Adam Cole. We can just keep going. Gargano, it's just like that. That that belt has been really, really awesome. So, uh, it, you know, and uh, you know, even though Dragon Lee didn't get a chance to kind of run with it, I, you know, we do know that this was probably Wesley's uh, title reign. Uh, you know, he probably would have been the guy in this spot, and Dragon Lee would probably do, still be doing what he was doing on SmackDown instead of having to kind of, you know, go back and forth. But so I'm not, I don't think it just makes Dragon Lee look bad. You know, he still actually was pretty competitive. I think, Honestly, Nexus King almost looked <laughs> the worst <laughs> because he had a, a match with you and was still fighting really well against Hope of Femi, even if it didn't go that long. But uh yeah man uh I don't have too big of a, a a gripe against it because I do I do see what the kid has I think he because I I can actually call him a kid the guy's 22 he doesn't look it he looks he, he looks like uh, yeah. every every amount of grown man but that's a 22 year old you know he was on he's the first one of the NIL which I don't know if you guys know how uh, how big of a deal that is uh over here. As, as that has been for college athletes uh, to finally start getting paid uh, from certain entities. Uh, and he was one. Of, he's one of the first people who's been getting paid as a student to end up winning a championship. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely understand it. You know, they've invested a, a lot into them already, and I can see the potential. I see the vision. Now it's just about, you know, the right opponents and what type of run will this be? Will this just be a kind of, Killer Cross esque, or just like you know what I mean, dominant, like he's beating the hell out of everyone type of deal, which is probably where they, where they should go. Or, you know, will he, will they, uh, what kind of run could this be and who, what kind of North American division will we have now? Because, you know, with Dominic probably on the main roster full time now, Dragon Lee is probably going to go back and do his own thing. Uh, and with Wesley's Lee's injury, it does make me curious to see. Uh, what type of division do, you know, because this was a highlight of, of NXT. Oh, I think you can agree with me that with Melo's run, and, uh, even before that North American title has been, the that division has been a highlight of this show. So I really am eager to see that with will move a fresh face like this and with the amount of fresh faces in NXT altogether right now, uh, does the North American title continue to be that highlight uh, with Oba Femi as champion?
0: Well, that's the interesting thing. And there's kind of always a couple of questions I'll ask you at the end of an update. Uh, but again, with it'd be interesting. I will say well, the breakout tournament has been a success, not only this year, but when you think Melo won it, uh, and then we have yeah. also Roxanne Perez as well. Look like how mm-hmm. those two are. So it gives you I hope. I think Lola's no going to be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going to you know, be good, yeah. uh, And even with NXT overall, you know, we've got standard delivery. We know we've got Vengeance days. a bit of structure. <laughs> Coming up, you know, we know we've got uh, the dusty mm-hmm. classic to get into on our next update as well. But I'll ask you first off, what are your thoughts on this past month of NXT and what are you hoping NXT brings you in twenty twenty four? Because like I said, there is some big, big changes
1: now on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah, man, we have a lot of fresh faces, you know, uh I, I enjoy NXT, you know, uh still. You know, I do think everything so far has been pretty logical. It was a couple of things in the major like we talked about with Dragon Off and everything that they uh that they've been doing uh in that situation has been kind of confusing. And uh you know, same thing with Ridge Holland. You know, just I don't I you know, maybe I could I could probably be singing a different tune in a few months depending on the direction they they try to go with Ridge, but so far I just have not necessarily been a fan of what they've been doing in that regard. Uh, I also am also just interested to see, like you mentioned uh, before, uh, you know, I love what Lyra's doing. Um, before I go, what I'm interested to see, I I want to say uh, what I do love. I do love what Lyra's doing. I think Trick is still on fire. Um, and I just hope that they don't, I hope that whatever going on with Off don't ruin what they, what they kind of are starting to cook with what Trick has going on. And even with Mellow. But I do like you said, a lot of changes are coming because even if, if Trick versus Melo is the end goal for standing deliver, I think we obviously can see with his involvement on SmackDown. Melo is uh he's I think he's ready, he's primed and ready. You know, we talked about Gallus being ready for the call up, but we know Melo, it could have been time. Even for a guy like Braun Breaker, I don't think after that's the only thing that's kinda helping me inch them towards winning the Dusty Classic because I'm like, what the hell else can Braun do? <laughs> what the hell else have Braun? You know, what else do you need to do other than throwing in a couple of last minute achievements in there for Braun? So, uh, yeah, man, we changes on the horizon. You know, I think that's something that we both know. I think even by the end of the year, me and you might be looking at dragging off on the main roster. Like mm-hmm. again, it's kind of insane, but we have a lot of people that seem to be in. They're ready to graduate, and then we have. A lot of fresh faces that that are going to uh, have to start establishing themselves, you know, going forward. So I'm I'm just I'm eager. I'm eager to see how these things uh formulate, how things what what turn out, what stories are left to tell, you know. Like you said, can will Lola Vice cash in, you know, or how how would that look like if she was to become champion? Because uh you know like you said, the success of the past. Uh, you know, invitationals and uh, winners and all of that. Like uh, I'm definitely eager to see that what's going to happen with the dusty cup. I'm excited to see what, how that turns out going forward. So it's still enough good to kind of outweigh some of the confusing or not so good, but uh, I'm not going to lie. Like NXT has been perfect. They're not as, they don't feel as hot as they were a couple months back. I don't feel like they're 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 cooking with fish grease as people in the South where I live would like to say. I don't think they're I don't think they're as hot as they were back then. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I do think it's still a lot of good there, and I, I just hope that things, you know, barring injuries and unfortunate events, I just hope that things uh, continue to make sense going forward. And that's the only thing I really can ask of NXT because I do think quality-wise, it's still some of the best television. Uh, coming on uh, on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, just don't let Ridge wrestle anybody. We'll be all right. Um, so yeah. that is it. Don't forget, across all social media, Twitter at the Demonoid Podcast. I'm at the Demonoid J. And you can find the entire Demonoid team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find to listen to you?
1: Yeah, like you said, you can go to the Twitter banner, or you can just go to at Mind Monty Pod. On Twitter, um, check me out uh, again. I haven't I, I, and starting to post a little bit more. I do have the first part of my of the return podcast finished. Now it's just about figuring out what content do I want to start talking about, or do I just want to put out just you know a message to you guys, you know about what's been going on and just you know transitioning as a father. I'm thinking about splitting it up into multiple podcasts, but either way it goes, the podcast will be returning this month. Check out like you know check out my links in my bio and check out my Twitter at MindMonty Pod for updates. Uh I will definitely post. I will try to post a day before uh I upload the pod, but I'm definitely gonna be making sending links out when the pod is uploaded. So just keep an eye out there because that's where you get in touch with me and uh find everything. Or you can go to YouTube, Mind of Monty. I will try I will be attempting to upload everything that I do this year straight to YouTube. Uh you know, the best that I can also. So yeah, man, uh, just keep up with me. There. I at mind, Monty Paul.
0: Double and also on Facebook and Instagram, because all good platforms, send us an email, the double podcast at gmail.com and YouTube, the double podcast with the latest clips, podcast, same time on YouTube, do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify, and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So the next episode is our Wrestle Kingdom review. Uh, but in two weeks time, Monty, We are hoping to do a classic Rumble review, and it's going to be your choice. So choose wisely. Not much pressure, but try and come up with one that we'll all enjoy, and we will watch. And if the girls don't like it, it's completely your fault. My fault. fault.
1: My fault. Yeah. But until then. Uh, I I think I got one. (laughs) You were doing the entire show. Or do you just mean a Royal Rumble match? We'll do the entire that, show. That would be we'll, different. We'll, we'll okay, because I have show. a favorite Royal Rumble match, but it has nothing to do with probably the, my favorite show. But okay.
0: Cool. Also, you know how demanding Jackson and Gina are. I'm just saying.
1: I ought to, I ought to make them watch uh, Big John's. To <laughs> win the Royal yeah, Rumble. Bring him Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're know yeah. Go <laughs> on.
0: That'd be fun. Well, till then... <laughs> I have been James Rowlands and was joined by the mind of Monty. Monty, thank you very much for joining me for NXT to start this year off.
1: Yeah, man, always fun. Uh, I'm excited and I can't wait to talk about uh, what's been going on in New Japan. Uh, again, I'm going to, you might, you might know certain things or be caught up more than me. We'll see. Hopefully my daughter be agreeable and I'll be able to, <laughs> to watch a little bit more. But, hey, I don't know. It depends on how she's feeling.
0: (laughs) Well, we're going to find out. Thanks, everybody. Um, Bye. Mm